Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House in Virginia Beach. church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. And so it's great to be back here again. God is good. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Praise God. It's a long drive from Fayetteville. I told uh, your pastor, I said, you know what, I'll... I'll just go ahead and drive in the morning, drive back afterwards. He was going to get me a hotel, and, and I'm thinking, it's not a problem. It's a couple hours, right? No, it's not. <laughs> so when I finally typed in the address, it's like four hours. And so, praise God, we made it, and uh, God's going to help us. We're going to have a great time this morning. Hallelujah. I want to show you a picture. Uh, he had mentioned um, that we were missionaries, and, and, and we were. Actually, it's where I first met. Pastor Dragoon was while we were in the nation of Turkey. And uh, uh, they had come down and they spent a few days with us there. They, it was like a 16-hour drive for them. But uh, I want to show you a picture of a, of a beach that my kids really like to go to in uh, Turkey. Beautiful beach called Didim Beach. Very, very popular with uh, Europe and um, a nice beach. However, it wasn't my favorite beach because of, uh, well, let me show you the next photo here. Uh, yes, packed, but not just the fact that it's packed. The reason I didn't like this beach for myself, my kids loved it, <clears throat> is because if you notice, it's kind of hard to see with the photo here, but you could go out, you know, several feet into the water, and the water might be up to your calves. Go out another 100 feet, it might be up to your thighs. Another 100 feet, it might be up to your waist. She could go way out there, and uh, it just the slope is just so so gradual. So for me, liking to scuba dive, it, it just wasn't the beach for me, although my girls liked it. So um, as I'm sitting there, though, at this beach, I'm watching people, how far they would venture out into the water. And it reminded me of a scripture that we're going to read. And so let's look at this text. And I'm going to read this story about an angel that God sent to a man, a prophet. You can go ahead and get that one off now. Anyways, this uh, uh, prophet, and um, he has a message for this man. Now, this verse that we're about to read, it can go many different directions as far as to preach about several different things. However, I want to keep it very simple, okay? God basically had this angel come to this prophet, and God wanted this man, this prophet, to get into his waters, to get into his waters. So let's, with that thought in mind, let's go ahead and read these verses in Ezekiel chapter 47. If you want to turn your Bibles there, Ezekiel 47. And we're going to begin to read... In um, verse 3 through 
And so the man, or the angel, he went out to the east with a line in his hand and he measured 1,000 cubits and he brought me through the waters. This is the prophet talking now, Ezekiel. He brought me through the waters, the waters that came up to my ankles. And again he measured off a thousand, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters came up to my knees. And again he measured a thousand, and he brought me through the water, and it came up to my waist. And again he measured one thousand, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. So this reminds me of Deedon Beach. Now, back to verse 6. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? And then he brought me, and he returned me to the bank of the river. And when I returned there, along the bank of the river, there were very many trees on one side and the other. And he said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the valley and enters into the sea. And when it reaches the sea, the waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, whether, where, wherever the river goes, will live. And there will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there, for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. And so in this text, God told the angel, get this man into the water. Get the prophet into the water. That's the bottom line that we're going to look at this morning. So I want to talk about these waters of God, all right? The water of God. But before we go there, I want to talk about another kind of water. The waters of the world. Very different than the waters of God. How many have ever had a toilet overflow in your house? (laughs) Or maybe a leaky roof? Well, these are unexpected waters that come crashing in on us. Uh, and, well, now we got a mess to clean up, right? So we've all had, most of us anyways, a financial flood that has maybe come your way. One point you're holding ground and, you know, you've got your feet firm and the next minute, well, the car breaks down, the kid breaks his arm and there's this problem and there's that problem and you know, finances and now you're over your head, you're drowning financially, right? Health problems or whatever it is. And so, well, these are the waters of the world. Things happen in this world that are unexpected and um, darn it, now we have a mess to clean up, right? That's like the world. All kinds of things happen and it's a problem. And then the world also promises all that. Let's get the next photo here because the world, um, well, actually that's, well, I could talk about this one here. Here's, here's one promise. This is a, a river in Australia called the Darling River. The Darling River. Well, there happened to be two darlings that were about to be married having a picnic at the Darling River. And uh, they're enjoying the day, talking about the colors of the wedding and maybe how many kids they're going to have and and just looking forward to the future. Well, the groom decided to uh, refresh himself, dived into the Darling River, but it was more shallow than what he anticipated. He ended up breaking his neck. Now he can't move his arms and his legs, and his darling 
left him high and dry, well, in this case, wet, uh, didn't want anything else to do with him. So be careful about the Darling River. It promises all that. Oh, it said, this is going to be wonderful. No, be careful about the Darling River, and um, it can bite you. Let me just give you some advice for, for you that uh, are single. <laughs> Trust the people that love you that are around you. If they tell you, take your time, uh, he's a bonehead, uh, or, you know, or, or, or she's uh, just needs more time to be saved. No, trust the people that love you, okay? Watch out for that darling river. But there's also these other waters. If we can get the next picture. And uh, it, uh, it, you know, the waters of the world promise all that. But it's distorted. It's not what they say it is. For instance, we already talked about the Darling River, but they'll say, hey, what you need to do is just uh, join the military. You join the military, you're going to see the world, and, and, and your life's just going to be, you know, you know, or go to college, get a degree. After that, hey, you're going to be set for life, and, and uh, well, <clears throat> we all know you're kind of chuckling and laughing because uh, it ain't true what they say, what they promise. Or they'll say, smoke this, it's, it's the best. It's a, it ain't all that. Never is. It's distorted. It's not true. That's the deceptive waters of the world. So they're unwanted, come crashing in. They promise all that. It's not what they appear to be. And uh, it's watch out for that darling river. So that's the waters of the world. We can be done with that here. But I want to talk about God's waters. Okay? So God wanted this man to get into his waters. God's waters. Very different than the world's waters. These are God's waters now. And so the angel comes and gets the man in. And the Bible says he goes into, let's get the next picture. Ankle deep. He gets in. Ankle deep. Now, this is a picture of most people in America that believe in God. This is how far they've gone in God. Give them a flyer. They take it. Oh, this church. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing a good thing by inviting people out and yeah. No, but I got my own church. I mean, I go every single Sunday, uh, well, well, Easter and Christmas I go and uh, I love my pastor. He's so good. Well, I don't remember his name right now, but uh, he's such a good preacher. Uh, I really enjoy my church uh, and uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I felt that feeling uh, and um, I'm okay with God. God bless you. No. No, they're, they're ankle deep. Oh, they felt something. I mean, you know, they got their feet wet. They felt some kind of something, but that's not what God wanted, was it? But they insist that they know what it's all about. They're ankle deep at best. So God's saying deeper. So he gets the guy to go 
deeper. Let's get the next one here. So now he's up to his knees. Now, these are people that they're, they've gone further than the ankle deepers. They've actually read some of the Bible. And uh, they may gather with their family around the table once in a while and just pray over their food. They go, go more than twice a year. You know, they, they go to church more often, a few times a month, maybe every Sunday. They're up to their knees. And, uh, you know, they look back because they've gone further than most people that are ankle deep. They look back and they say, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I talked to one lady about living for God, and she made a statement. She said, I've got just enough God for me. It's perfect for me. Up to her knees. Perfect for me. Well, the reality is, is that, yeah, they, they maybe prayed a few times and, and uh, read the Bible and go to church, but the truth is, is they really are wondering who's winning the game or what's going on in Wall Street. That's where their heart really is. And so God's saying, deeper. That's not what I'm looking for. Deeper. And so let's get the next photo. He gets the man to go deeper. Now he's up to his waist. He's gone further than just reading his Bible. And No, the, the waist deepers, they are in church pretty much every time the doors are open. They give. And when they come to church, they're listening and they feel the, the current, the pull, the push you know, of uh, God. They feel conviction. They sense that. They've gone way further than the ankle deepers or the knee deepers. Now, you know, they're... They're into this thing, you know, a lot, a lot more. And this is good. But it's still not what God's looking for. God wanted the guy deeper. So can we get the next one there? So now the guy's up to his neck in the things of God. Now this is where the ankle deepers panic. Your family and friends, come back! You're going too far in this thing! Come back! We're going to lose him. Come back! You're going to go off the deep end! Come back! Because we're really into it. We go on outreach. We're, we're at everything. We're involved in the church. We give, tithe, and you know, we're into it, and we love it. But they don't understand. They have no clue the ankle deepers or knee deepers. They don't have a clue. And this is really good. But there's a problem. You can still touch bottom. So... If it gets a little too scary, God, I don't know if I can go there. God, I don't know if I could do that. God, I don't know if I could give that. 
what we do is we just put down the brakes. <laughs> we just, this is, we're still in control. I mean, it's good. You're, you're better than the rest. It's really good. But it's still not what God was wanting. You're still in control. God wanted the man all the way in. Let's get this next photo real quick. Now that's scary, especially if you can't swim. <laughs> that's good for that. But that's what God was looking for. All the way in. To where it's, it's him that's in control. Your whole life surrendered over for God. He takes you where he wants to take you. This is what God was wanting this man to do. No control. This is what happened to Paul as he was got on a ship thinking he's going to Italy, right, to Rome. And yet God said, nope, I got another whole place I want you to visit. An island called Malta, of which we were there four years. A thriving church, by the way. It's going really, really well. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just God took him with the storm, and it's out of Paul's con- control, out of anybody's control. God was taking him where he wanted him to go. And this is what God's looking for out of you and I. See, this is where living for God gets really, well, it's not boring to say the least. In the book of Romans, it says, all the depth of his riches, wisdom and knowledge of God, How unsearchable are his ways past finding out. It's like, oh, it's it's deep. God is so deep. It's so, so incredible. Now, I will admit that last photo that we saw, that, that can be scary. And to completely trust God sometimes is scary. But it's God's waters different than the world's waters that mess things up. God's waters are very different. Now, let me give you an example in the Bible, too, where it's, it's the pool of Bethesda in the New Testament, book of John, and it's a pool that, that there's a lot of people around that were lame and paralyzed, blind and sick. But while they're, the reason why they're around this pool is that periodically... God would come down and he would trouble the water or an angel would come down and trouble the water and the first person that got in the water, whatever disease he had, he would be healed. It's really incredible. And so I I got to thinking about that. Was God playing a game with people? I mean, was God amused by that? Troubling the water and then watching people struggle to try to get in? No, actually... God was trying to show the nation of Israel that he was still still around and really did care about them. And he's still powerful. But then I kept thinking about this story and uh, I was wondering, how did God trouble the water? How did that actually happen? Did he send some birds down to maybe, you know, fly around in a circle and get the water stirred up or maybe just a big jacuzzi button up in heaven? Yeah. You'd push, and all of a sudden, and then you'd have people getting down in the rail into the you know pool. Is that is that how it happened? <laughs> no. But there's a key word. 
God troubled the water. Trouble. 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 And the first person that threw themselves into the water was healed. The troubled water. But wait a minute. These people are sick, paralyzed, blind. They can't keep themselves afloat. But they have to throw themselves into this troubled water (laughs) to be healed, to get God's favor and healing. That was a scary step. But it's God's waters. You're going to be okay when it's God's waters. There's another example in the Bible where God parted the Red Sea, right? And the children of Israel went across to the other side to escape the Egyptians. We, We know the story. But how did God part the Red Sea? Was it just like an elevator door opening up? A nice wall of water on each side? Maybe you could see the fish swimming. Maybe some kids picked up a stick and they're walking along making rooster tails. (laughs) No. The Bible tells us actually how the waters were parted. God sent a wind to blow from one direction and it blew the water up on one side. And then he sent another wind from another direction to blow the water up on this side. Do you know how much wind it would take to blow up the water and to hold it there? Get the biggest fan you could possibly find and try it with your bathtub water. We're talking way beyond hurricane wind. Way beyond. To hold up all this water. So here's the picture. And then God's telling them, he's splashing thousands of feet in the air, this, this, this wind and so on. And then this guy, go, go. <laughs> and they're looking at this. Go? <laughs> that was a scary 20-mile walk to get to the other side. Scary walk through the midst of this. It was God's waters. When it's God's waters, you're going to be okay. I had a guy came to our church, and he sat in the back for about a year. He was there every Sunday morning. <clears throat> he sat in the back, and he always wore sunglasses. Now, <laughs> nice guy, but it was after about a year I finally figured out why. I mean, he had a nice job with the government, whatever, and couldn't figure out why this guy was acting the way he was. And finally, in talking to him, it came out. He had a warrant out for his arrest, a 10-year-old warrant. And I told him, I said, John, you've got to take care of that. God will help you. He says, oh, no, Pastor. If I get into that water, if I get into that trouble, it's going to be a mess. I said, John. God will help you. Oh, Pastor, no, it's going to cause trouble. When it's God's waters, you're going to be okay. 
It's scary. But God wants us all the way in and to trust Him. Not up to your neck. Trust Him entirely. Can you say amen? Praise God. So, I want to talk about how um, this man finally in the Bible gets in all the way. Ankle, knee, waist, chest, all the way in. He's in God's hands now. And the river's taking him. God's waters, God's river. The river's taking him. And you know what? When you read the text, it doesn't seem like it's very long. Maybe just a few minutes. But this man's being taken by this water that he can't, he can't do anything. It's, he's in these waters. And he's in God's hands. But the angel, maybe he bends around a corner. I don't know. But then we see, we read in the Bible where the angel's on the bank. And he yells at the guy, Dude, Ezekiel, come here. Make your way over here. And so Ezekiel does. He's able to swim and to get to the side. And he climbs up out of the bank. And then the angel says, Do you see this? Let's get the next picture. Kind of hard to see. But the angel asks him, Do you see this? See what? (laughs) Well, Ezekiel begins to look around. And he's blown away. Because everything he sees is living. It's life. Everything. Everything. I can imagine. Well, look at that. Look at that fallen over tree there. It's, It's coming back up. Look at that. And then the flowers that are, they're way over there, but then I can smell the fragrance from here. And there there shouldn't be any fruit this time of year. Look at the fruit on that tree. See, everywhere he looks, the Bible says there's life. 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 And that's what God wanted to show him. This place. You see this? (laughs) You see this place? And that's what I want in my life. I just, you know what, I just want things to work. (laughs) You know what I mean? I want my marriage to work. I want my kids to live for God. I want disciples and the church to grow and, and, uh, you know, God in my finances, and I just want everything to just work. You know what I'm talking about? Just have God breathe on it, and, and uh, you know, <coughs> victory, and, and deliverance, and <coughs> miracles. And that's what God wanted to show this man. But you can't see it unless you get in all the way. And trust him. You'll never see it. That's enough of the photo there. So where are you at? Ankle deep? 
Probably not, because I don't think it's Easter or Christmas, is it? Knee deep? A few more than most, a lot more. Um, Waist deep? Well, you're here. Most of the time you're here. You feel conviction. You feel stirred. Or are you one of those that are fully involved? Really, you're, you're involved in everything. You, you know what's up, what's going on. You're up to your neck in this, and you love it. But can still touch bottom? God's wanting us all the way in. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to say something here that I know to be true. God's already preached this message to you. He really has. Because you know God wants to do more in your life and through your life. You know that. But he needs you to take steps deeper. You know that. Deeper. However that plays out, he needs you to take these steps deeper. Trusting him, faithfulness, or what, but just, but he wants to do so much more. He wants to show you so much more. He really does. But he needs you to take these steps. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. Bible says, try to save your life, you actually lose it. Some people think they can do better with their life. <laughs> no, you can't do better than what God can do with your life. You can try, but you can't keep it alive. That woman that was all that, well, one day she's going to look like just one big lump. <laughs> You, you, you can't keep it fresh. You can try, but you can't keep it alive. The Bible says in First Timothy that God gives life to everything. So you're connecting the dots here that maybe the, the different trouble and, and the, the things going on, maybe God just, he's needing you to go deeper. And he's waiting for that. He's been dealing with you. I want to talk to those people that um, maybe you're in deep waters, but the world's waters. <laughs> you're in maybe some kind of trouble. In, in Psalms chapter 69, David said, Save me from the waters up to my neck. But these weren't God's waters. These were the problems of the world. He says, I can't stand. The floods are overflowing me. Don't let me sink. Deliver me out of these deep waters. That's the world's waters. No, God does want to lift you out of that. And he's got another plan completely different. <laughs> the world wants to just drown you, mess up your life, but God plans to give you life. In John chapter 7, it says, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone's thirsty, come to me, drink. If you believe, out of his heart will flow rivers of living waters. Way different than the world's waters, living water. 
That's what we want. It's just life and things to work. In Revelation 22, he says again, Come, let him who thirsts come, whosoever desires, let him take of the water freely. This is God's waters. Really, it, freely, you can have it. Revelations 21, I will give you the fountain of the water of life freely to those that thirst. See, God wants to bring real satisfaction. God wants to do something in your life if you don't know Jesus and, and all you have is just trouble in your life. Maybe you've had some joys and some fun, yes, but by and large it's trouble. But God wants to give you a whole nother life completely different than the world, and it really does work. In Revelation 7, they shall neither hunger anymore nor thirst anymore, for the Lamb will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of waters. Living fountains. See, that's God wants to take you somewhere in your life that's just so glorious and wonderful, but you've got to let Him take you. You've got to just take those steps deeper and trust God. He wants to do something powerful in your life. Hallelujah. And for God's people, if you haven't been saved, or maybe you've been saved, but you're backslidden, I challenge you, just come back to Jesus today. It's so simple. His arms are wide open. God wants to help you. Come back to Jesus, or give your life to Jesus if you've never been saved or born again. And then for God's people, take those steps deeper. I promise you, it won't be very long at all that you're going to begin to see the result of your deeper commitment to God. You will see it very quickly. Just like we looked at the text here, it wasn't very long before he saw this another world of his, wow, God, you really are powerfully moving here. Everywhere these waters go is life. Praise God. Let's take a minute to pray. Can we do that? Bow your head with me. Father, We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up at our website, vvph.org. If this message has been a blessing to you, would you consider supporting our ministry with a generous donation? Please visit our website at vvph.org and scroll down to find the Give button at the bottom of the page. We would be so grateful for your support. Until next time, love God and love people.